You're listening to Novelbound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novelbound. I'm Anna. I'm Celine. And today we're doing the long-awaited Christmas Rex. Woot woot. We tried so hard to do this last week, but I had the flu. Like I was, not down, doing well. I was down to the count, but it meant that I could read more of these books. Because... Yeah, now we have a longer list. So actually, you're welcome. These books have all been read and approved by me. So, and by Anna too. But like, I have an addiction. I will not lie. Celine took the lead on this episode. Like I just happily followed. I was like, yeah, take me where I need to go. I have full trust in you. And she did. And we're about to do the same to you. <laughs> Nobody cares, but I but I care. Every, already, <clears throat> every year. Every year. I, it's like November 1st, basically. Um, except for this year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 2023. Um, I did not read. Mm. I did not start November 1st because I had okay. But um, every year I read all of these and I try to find the best ones. And so if you are new to listening or you want a recap of some of the best ones that we read in past years, um, just like look up Christmas reads. And so the first year we did this, um, we had the nice to naughty list and had an entire section dedicated. It was a little bit spicy and we didn't read these books. We just pulled them up because they were hilarious. We were. It's a good time. Don't listen with your grandmother or if your grandmother's king. Don't. Or, you know, if she can hang, listen to it with your grandmother. I mean, clearly someone had to have a great time in order for you to exist. So, you know, maybe grandma yeah. might be cool with it. Oh maybe grandma, like Santa Claus, kinky Santa friendly. And if so, that episode is great. But also- if you happen to know that about your grandmother, you know. <laughs> you. I know so much. My grandma, one of my grandmas was a sex therapist. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. She's great. She's great. We love her. My other grandma- when uh, she, sorry, sorry to everyone. When uh, she hugged me goodbye when I was getting married, like she was like, bye, have fun. Don't forget to apply lube and look me dead in the eyes as I walked out. And I was like, I. You're like, I, what great last words. Yeah. On my wedding. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, forever burned into my memory. <laughs> Other experiences that we should move on to. Anyways, but there's also a bunch of like Victorian romances that I read that same year. I think I read 12 and they're so good. Um, and then last year was a good mix of like contemporary plus Victorian. Mm-hmm. And I found out that I had read several books written by a murderer. You yeah, you should go back and listen to that episode. It, we sat on that for a minute talking about it. We went through the whole backstory of it all. I was like, how do I unexperience this? How do I unexperience this? I felt... You just live with it. <laughs> it was, it was we really had to take a moment to process it. I, it took me like a couple, like I was in it for a couple of days and I was like, Ann Perry, I don't know what to do about you. Why did you choose as a murderer to write m- cozy murder mysteries set in Victorian eras? And they were free on Audible. Like I felt like there was nothing. No warning. No, like, hey, by the way. I was like, someone's grandmother wrote this. Not not the grandma I'm talking about. Not my grandma. No. Someone else's grandma wrote about it. And nope, she was a murderer. So you never know who your grandmas are. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. 
my gosh. What am I interested to think about? So this, this episode, uh, because I literally nursed my child in the middle of the night, I feel like this episode is going to be really good because it's very well researched and well read. Like, oh, I yeah. Know. And they are pure enjoyment. Like, don't come here for the epic plot of a lifetime. Come here for a good time. You'll find it. A good time to be had by all. Also, um, our new inside jokes is that Anna keeps singing. <laughs> what is it? Do the, do the you guys seen that? Okay, it's a song. I don't even know what it's from, but it's like all over TikTok. It's like definitely from Sesame Street. I feel like it is. Wonderful girl, could she be any cuter? I just keep singing it to Celine. <laughs> <laughs> She's in love with me, but also because uh, I keep being like, "Hello, Anna. I'm real." <laughs> She's like. Oh, you look like you're from the Victorian time period. You're dying. (laughs) dying. She's like, who's that beautiful? She like accesses this baritone. (laughs) You have to do the opera voice with it. You can't sing the song and not do the opera voice. Sexiest thing I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) And it's been stuck in my head for days because of it. So great time. It's great. So sex is great. But have you ever, ever read these books? Nope. No, that's no. not going to hit. That's not a joke that will hit. My apologies to everyone. I'm sorry to everyone and their grandmothers. This is like a PG-13 episode. It's fine. You know what? Twist it. These books will make your sex life amazing because they make you feel all the lovey-dovey, kicking your feet, screaming. We're actually going to go into specifics about, we're actually pairing this now. So <laughs> read these books and then we'll tell you the sex positions to use immediately afterwards. With your yeah, because we do stuff like that all the time. Yeah, we call each other and we're like, guess what? <laughs> you want to die inside right now are we marking this time i'm like, like and with that our first romance of the episode no but for real, most of these are like absolutely clean oh yeah all. they're so cute like it's <laughs> it's just it gives you just enough to get you like kicking your feet they deliver on like the promise that they've made you but it's not anatomical right anatomical that's a great word <clears throat> yeah there's no peppercorns as we described in <laughs> There's no peppercorns. Maybe well, maybe one and a half peppercorns. <laughs> Love Life Farms has like four peppercorns. Love Life Farms does have a peppercorn. Wait, I want to like hand the book over to Tanner and be like, read page, read this page. And, and see note here. Please and thank you. Yes. Delicious. All right. Okay. We're starting off with it's kind of there. You can read them alone, but it's two books in the same world. And the first one is Holiday Romance by Catherine Walsh. Molly and Andrew are just trying to get home to Ireland for the holidays when a freak snowstorm grounds their flight. Nothing romantic has ever happened between them, their friends, and that's all. But once a year for the last 10 years, Molly has spent seven hours and 15 minutes sitting next to Andrew on the last flight before Christmas from Chicago to Dublin, drinking terrible airplane wine and catching up on each other's lives. In spite of all the ways the two friends are different, it's the holiday tradition neither of them has ever wanted to give up. Molly isn't that bothered by Christmas, but... And yet another way they're totally opposites. Andrew is a full-on fanatic for the festive season, and she knows how much getting back to Ireland means to him. So instead of doing the same thing and just celebrating the holidays together in America, she does the stupid thing, the irrational thing. She vows to get him home and in time for his man's famous Christmas dinner. The clock is ticking, but Molly always has a plan. And as long as the highly specific combination of taxis, planes, boats, and trains all run on time, it can't possibly go wrong. What she doesn't know is that as the snow falls over the city and over the heads of two friends who are sure they're not meant to be together, the universe might just have a plan of its own. Delicious. Uh, it's definitely set in Ireland with, and if you, it's so, it's Kindle Limited, 
So if you decide to listen to it on Audible, it's Irish accents, beautiful, amazing. I love the chemistry of the story. Celine. I'm grabbing all of my notes because I I'm insane. I have like so much to say. I have so much to say about this. It's so good. Okay. So yeah, I'm like, I was letting you finish. And then I was going to like take over the entire episode. Like, okay, everybody. So let's break (laughs) down. Like, I'm trying to like hold myself back. So I don't like scare everyone with my love. Okay. So, um, this is the funniest, like Catherine Walsh. Hi, if you're listening to this, I love you. I love you to a creepy amount of levels. Also, I mean, I know you're Irish. I know you're Irish. Yes, we talked to you so thoroughly. And I know that you lived in London and like that this is all probably a biographical. It's autobiographical. <laughs> I, I want to imagine. We'd like to believe that. Each of these stories. Okay. Um, no, this literally was like, I will read everything this author writes. I am amazed. So this book is like, there's only one scene. So if you are like trying to like keep it family friendly, when they hang out on the couch at the very end of the book, that's when you know. When everyone like leaves, mm-hmm. you go to the chapter and you're fine. You're fine. You're okay. Fine. That's good. You still look your pastor, your bishop in the eye and be like, I'm I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> this is how funny it is. So basically, remember they're stranded at the airport, and this lady is or and the main character. Um, Molly is like sitting talking and everyone's like trying to call you know their people to be like I'm sorry I can't make it whatever and she's just like oh my gosh um and then she goes the man next to me speaks at a normal volume but he's not looking at me his gaze is absent almost mournful as he stares unseen at the row of beer bottles across from us it's his first time meeting my family he continues but I had to work last minute so he flew out by himself and now I'm here and he'll be there with my parents alone for Christmas he takes a shallow breath finally looking at me do you think I did something in my past life is this my punishment I'm sure they'll get on great I say awkwardly but he shakes his head they don't know about him I mean they know of him but not that he's that where he trails off that mournful look coming back I reach out to pat his back pat his back gay you guys are gay what? He shakes his head. No, they know that, that we're vegan. Oh, he groans, dropping his head against the counter. I had a whole speech prepared. We were going to sit down and discuss it. Steven's too polite for them. He'll end up sec- with second hunting of turkey and ham without me there. He's a skinny guy, you know. My mother's going to think we can't afford to eat if he, refu- if he refuses. I can need about it back until Andrew appears at my shoulder a moment later, looking concerned at my new friend. Is he okay? He asks. He's vegan. I explain as the man proceeds to bang his head lightly against the bar. <laughs> and the book is just built with things like that. It's like it's so, so funny. funny. I love them. I love them so much. I'm like two two helpings for me of this book. In fact, they get we have two helpings. Have you read this one? Two helpings. So I haven't read this one, but I've read the Snowden one, the one that comes after this. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's delicious. Um, and like you see little allusions to them being in love with each other, but it's not like enough that like you're like, oh no, I missed out on the whole story if I read just Snowden. Yeah, no. I in fact it doesn't tell you I mean, you obviously get that they're together, but you get nothing from the holiday romance. You get nothing. Okay, so back to this. Sorry, I have to like read these parts. You have to. So I highlighted 28. 28 things. I'm not going to read 28. That's why I was like, I was like, I'm going to let you get your piece out, Anna, because then I'm going to go ham and try to read you things. I was sending this girl screenshots while she was on Thanksgiving with her family. And I'm like, pay attention to me. This is absolutely hilarious. And I needed the distraction. So it was good. (laughs) Um, So they are now in Ireland after a wild extreme adventure. 
over the, I think they went to three continents. Like it was crazy. It was so funny. And um, they finally get back. And then he's, he and her, like, they probably, they like low key feel each other. Okay. Let's be real. They're going to bang at the end of this. So like, of course they love each other at this point. And <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a minute. And you know what? You're just I'm being gonna, honest. I'm a new mom. I don't have any filter at this point. So like <laughs> flames unhinged. It's fine. Um, He goes, He's trying to he like shows up at the door with her and they're like he's gonna like go to sleep at their house or whatever um before he goes on to meet his family to go to her family <laughs> he goes okay he asks quietly and i nod and he goes want to see me charm the hell out of your mother and she goes i'd like to see you try a familiar glint enters his eye is that a challenge molly you talk big as all always so competitive he sighs reaching for his coat pocket luckily for me i have a secret weapon i almost laugh is that homemade Christmas jam direct from the heart of Ireland. <laughs> he pulls it out just out of my reach. <laughs> Tugging me forward. You think I didn't come prepared? I didn't show up to woo you unprepared? Mrs. Kinsella. He, oh, sorry. Mrs. Kinsella. He calls as we enter the warm kitchen. I'm sorry to drop in unannounced. My mother insisted I bring something with me. <laughs> I'm like, that's Andrew. He's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. Okay. That's all I'll share. But like, if you wanted to dm me and be like just send me more funny things i will i am so oh, yeah. ready i'm ready to develop this like well it should be more than enough to convince you that this is an amazing book ah, and read and it. If, this is i'm actually trying to seduce you to read this book because you haven't read it yet i know <laughs> you're like i'm sitting here like oh my gosh maybe i do need to read this don't lie to me anna don't lie to me you're I, don't over know, <laughs> I don't know man You've read three, and that's a lot for you. I've read three, and I don't normally read Christmas books, so you're right. No, this is your first year, because every year I'm like, let's do a holiday Christmas episode, and you're like, oh, I don't really relate to that, and I'm like, I do. <laughs> I've read 15. <laughs> and I let you have it, and I enjoy it. Bad. Honestly, though, I don't know why I never did it before, because it's so, like, the perfect... Honestly, I've been in kind of a reading slump. Like, I have been dragging my feet about starting... Um, the second book to fourth wing you know many people have held me at gunpoint trying to make me finish and i'm at 93 percent. but i know that the last like 50 pages is like insane and i also yeah. know i can't keep my mouth shut about anything no so i am at 93 percent. just once i'm probably at like two or three percent like i don't I'm know what you finish so i can actually finish this book because in fact gonna- i finished the christmas books and i was like you know what i am gonna read the whole trilogy of the prison healer and you were like you yeah, know no i think you should probably read iron flame <laughs> i was like oh uh maybe it's so good i literally sent you so many text messages being like hi i'm obsessed i, I literally am obsessed i don't i think i just need to get more than like 15 percent into it because there are people that are trying to yuck the um mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't understand. Iron Flame's so different. And I was like, you're not a real, you're not a real fam- fantasy. Romanticy reader. Romanticy. Romanticy reader. Screw you. This book is amazing. I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but like I I know. I'm like big, oh, big talk for someone who hasn't finished it yet. <laughs> okay. Miss Hate on Salada. <laughs> I read like the first 40 pages and she was such a brat. I'm first like, of all, I read the whole first book and I was like, meh. No, I read half of the first book, but my opinion changed and I will admit it. <laughs> Which, um, I also haven't finished that one. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm I was like- I'm in the last like, 200 pages of Kingdom of Ash and I'm like, mm? 
I know what's gonna happen I don't want to because somebody spoiled it for me R.I.P. Nothing is literally my sister's reading Throne of Glass. I know I said it last episode and she has come across no she knows nothing about the series and I'm like I'm praying that that stays that way praying stay off of TikTok stay off of Instagram reels (laughs) don't take unnecessary journeys (laughs) don't do it to yourself all right we're like 10 minutes into this and I'm already like I'm like and with that on to the second book and the Catherine Walsh You've actually read this one, so. I have read this one. And it's about Andrew's brother, Christian, and this girl, Megan. Let's get into it. So Megan is dreading going home for the holidays. She's the village pariah, the she-devil who left local golden boy Isaac at the altar four years ago and ran away to the big city. But could she really do without the, uh, she could really do without the drama, particularly as he's engaged again and she's just been dumped for the fourth time this year. Christian's fed up of being on his own every Christmas. He doesn't mind being alone, but he hates his family's sad eyes and soft tones as they sit around coupled up because he's actually totally fine. So when Megan literally bumps into Christian in a Dublin pub, they come up with a pact to see them through the holiday season. They're going to be the very best fake dates for each other ever. Rules are drawn up, a contract is signed on a wine-stained napkin. They will sit through each other's family gatherings and be outrageously in love until freed from their annual obligations. After all, it's only for a few weeks. But with everyone home for the holidays, two big families to deal with alongside old friends, old flames and old feelings, things are bound to get messy. And when a Snowden cabin and a little Christmas magic are added to the mix, anything could happen. A swoon-worthy and utterly gorgeous romantic comedy that will make you laugh out loud and fall completely in love. It's so good. And it's because I feel like there's no trope of like, no, we can't, I can't make this weird. I can't be with him. From the start, she's like, yeah, no, I am attracted to So basically, they're, like, very much mutually attracted to each other. And they, they it's, like, so, it's so, like, well, we're going to have to kiss. And she's like, I know. I'm probably going to enjoy it. And he's like, thank mm-hmm. you. Like, it's never, like, that's never an issue with them. Oh, no. Like, the chemistry is so on fire the whole time. By the time they actually, like, so, like, it's, what's nice about these books is that they do kind of set you up ahead of time in so that way like by the time they actually are experiencing christmas stuff they already have like a semi-relationship and so like yes um okay so this is (laughs) i have 40 i have i have more highlights can i read (laughs) yes i am so nerdy about this this is this is a specific niche that i am very invested in okay so he sets up this like really cool like movie projector outdoors because she's a geek for good movies and christmas movies or whatever and he goes i invited both of our families to join just later oh and there's like a big fire pit in front of the thing so it's like everyone's all bundled up and there's a big fire and they're watching it she goes i invited both our families to join just later later i wanted to talk to you first okay he tugs in my hand and i drag my attention from the movie on the wall as he leads me closer to the fire oh you know what we should do we should get i have so much <laughs> i have so many marshmallows you will never want to eat one again he tells me <laughs> great mind and that's just like their banter is so funny that he's just like no no no. I I have so many you will never want to eat one again that is that's love that is love love is knowing you there they have this whole text conversation did you have that highlighted what they have this whole text conversation like as they're leading up to like their fake dating this it's so cute and funny I was kicking my feet like giggling out loud from a text conversation that's how good that they like banter back and forth. I have so much. Okay. Um, I get out looking at Christian over the roof of our car. I think I used to knit hats for your sheep. I say he grits. Um, 
and it also feels like Christmas. You've got there's green and gold tinsel adorning mm-hmm. the stairs. Smells like the holiday with the scent of sugar and cinnamon wafting wafting from the kitchen. After the surrounding of my home, it feels like pure chaos, and I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, his lips twitch before his eyes drop to my mouth, lingering away that puts me even more on edge. Is he going to mm-hmm. kiss me good morning? Do I want him to kiss me good morning? Our gaze, our gazes catch. Nice retainer, he murmurs. Oh my gosh, I tuck <laughs> something out and shove it into the pocket of my bathrobe as man turns back around. I'm I just imagining it. like the drool coming out of her mouth, like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> It's just so good. I love it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like, I'm like, I am barely restrained. That's what's happening right now. You're just oh, like, it's fine. what are you doing? I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> You're like Gollum. Gollum with the ring, Celine with her Christmas books. <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> I, I can't even do the voice. <laughs> I have leftover residue. Uh, I will say. With this book, this book is like two and a half, maybe three peppercorns. It's, and it's a specific part. Like you can totally skip right over it. Yeah, when they're in the cabin. When his length is mentioned, his length is mentioned. So like, that's a, that's about as graphic as it gets. But I, yeah, I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> not, not when you bring to book club. Yeah, not when you, I mean, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. not book club. That's, but this is. This no. is our Christmas present for you. Santa, Santa Claus is coming down your chimney. If you read this, has all these saved up. Celine has all these saved up. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town on you. That's that's from episode. That's our first. That's from the first. That year. is from our first Christmas episode that my husband listened to, and I don't know if he's ever looked at me the same since. Wild <laughs> angels moan. Yeah, that. After that, he was like, maybe. I'm not going to listen to this anymore. <laughs> you and Celine should have stricter boundaries. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. He was Where? fine. He's fine. He's fine. Okay, on to the next. I didn't read this one, but I will read the back of it. So, Solo for the Season by Martha Keys. After being dumped last Christmas, I'm taking extreme measures to ensure nothing and no one ruins my happy holidays this time around. I'll be safely wrapped in a cocoon of kishy Christmas decor, complete with surrounding winter wonderland at the ultimate holiday mountain cabin. So what if the countless elf figurines make me a little uneasy? Or if there are a couple hiccups with the cabin maintenance? There's a bi- there's a bigger the assistant manager happens. There's a bigger issue. Oh, why was that not on there? Sorry, there's a bigger issue. And the assistant manager happens to be one of many teasing classmates from my childhood and my former crush. He keeps showing up to my cabin to fix things. I'm more worried about what he might break. Wes, here at Crystal Peaks Resort, I've got everything. Can I start reading this over? <laughs> you have to keep going. Go. They're already suffering. Okay. Keep going. This is the other point of view from Wes. Here at Crystal Peaks Resort, I've got everything. Adult. <laughs> Tall trees, fresh air, and no cell phone service. This is my happy place. And if I prove to my boss I can handle the job, <laughs> the management position here will be mine. Everything is falling into place until the newest guest arrives. Their quirky cabin she's in is the bane of my existence, causing issues after issues. But the more I'm there, the more I realize the real obstacle between me and my future proving to my boss I can keep a professional relationship with the guests, or one guest in particular. (laughs) I I did like a reel about this, and I was like, it's got all these things. It also has evil elves and definitely raccoons. Have you ever seen the Eurovision with um, the movie? (laughs) Because the elves took it too far, man. <laughs> they stabbed that guy. 
Okay, so let me just like set it. By the way, the word kitschy has been used in like every book that I've read this year. And I'm like, why? Is this like a trend word? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Hmm. It's the word this holiday season. This is the word. Okay, so first off, this book starts off as like, honestly, what person doesn't want to be solo for the season? Like, she she's basically she's just had like she's an accountant and she's like got all these crazy deadlines she's super overwhelmed by her life like you know how it is this is a hallmark so she's Mm -hmm. like oh I hate my life in the big city actually it's Los Angeles um and so she goes up to the San Bernardino forest and it's like snowing there whatever and like so she drives two hours up and it's I guess where the town where she used to grow up with like kind of lives or whatever so like there is a mean girl from one when, when she was in middle school that is in like is the rich girl oh my gosh okay cabins over he, she's in there but they don't really like interact with each other too much and then of course the boy that she like idolized and was like oh my gosh justin bieber flippy hair boy like he's there he's running okay. this thing and she is still with the season but she's like so not aware of any of this because she's just like she the book like opens with her being like i have 20 books like and like romance books, Georgia Hire, like all the books that I ever wanted in my life, like are all right there. I have Christmas movies and she's like, and I did a Costco trip and I, she got broken up with like the Christmas before on Christmas day by her like stupid, horrible boyfriend that doesn't celebrate Christmas or whatever. So she's like, that's it. I'm going to become Christmas incarnate. I am Christmas future. I am mother Christmas. Like <laughs> other Christmas, my whole I am mother. I am. So she goes online, like in, like she, the scene is basically that she's like, um, she, she's sitting in the guest room of her ex-boyfriend's house when oh, he's broke with her while the family's like outside the door. And she's like, I'm fucking the most Christmassy cabin I can find. So it's been a year, she already booked it and it's already been paid in full. And so she's like, I have to go. And so she's yeah, like, she spent the money. It's <laughs> terrible. And like, she doesn't want to spend time with her friend. And her husband, who just got married, is like, they're all lucky. Love. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to, like, just, like, live for two weeks in this Christmas cabin. And, and like, she, I, I think it's so funny because she, like, drives up. And you know those houses that have, like, the 40 inflatable things, like, in the yard? Oh, yeah. A normal, every cabin in this, like, little resort area. Is normal, uh, except for that one. And then, <laughs> And on the top of this hill, there's just like Santa and all of his reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and like like as many and then like Christmas lights and everything's blinking and like <laughs> there's a moment like, where what have I done? Plugs in one thing and the entire like everything like explodes because like she walks in, she opens the door, and then <laughs> every single Christmas thing in the world exists. And so she's like basically trying to like move her stuff around, and there's this giant Santa Claus like right on the corner of the staircase that she's like bumping into as she's like trying to um like get her stuff but the worst part is the elves and there's like a thousand elves in in the room or in the in the cabin and so one night she's like so freaked out by all the elves that keep staring at her that she puts all of the elves down by the christmas tree and like 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 i want like you know the minions you know how the minions like get, like oh my gosh elves. Yeah. that but instead of Groot it's the Christmas tree and then like the minions are like the elves <laughs> gathered around anyways so she's like 
singing along to her Christmas books and she's like making Christmas cookies and meanwhile like this boy like she's being a total dork which like I get because I read Christmas she's living in the moment though she's like I will embrace this and the boy like watches her through the window and is like I'm in love with this and I'm like absolutely this is so real because Tanner up in your credit card down like give me more of this (laughs) like here's another book here's some cookies like sing more anyways so like this all comes to me and he walks in and he like sees her singing and then he sees like the elves like staring at her and he's like are you okay (laughs) he literally is like are you medically ill like are you okay and and just like basically all these hijinks happen it's like mantic (laughs) manic it is honestly negative spicy peppers because they have like the most chaste kisses because she's like (laughs) and like we're snuggled but like there was a moment where like they're watching a Christmas movie and he's like super good at communicating these feelings he's like no no no, I like you like I'm genuinely flirting with you and um my favorite part is like they like were watching this Christmas movie and he like he like grabs her hand and and it literally like when I was reading it I was like this feels like when I got my hand held for the first time like you know that feeling when you're like just butterflies in the stomach like I I felt like that so this is as if like they're like 30 I think or something in this book absolutely impossible they are 17 like this is a seven like this is as if a 17 year old was in high school but like they're not 30 they're 22 no (laughs) she's like I've I've kissed a boy twice like that's basically who she is and he's like I like they're just this is 1000% as we love we have to be real we're Mormon we there are beautiful sexy Mormon authors that write clean Oh yeah, kosher clean. You could read it in the temple books. This is one of those. Like, not an impure thought in sight. Not, (laughs) not an impure thought in sight. Almost a little too cutesy and adorable. But the thing is, is that if you're it's the holiday season. If that's what you want, it's what you're gonna get. I'm not even gonna tell you about the raccoons. I want you to find that out for yourself. I want you to understand what I mean when I say raccoons. Oh my gosh! Thank you for leaving us that little tidbit of like a morsel. (laughs) Raccoons. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. The next one is a Regency one, right? Yes, and I'm so embarrassed by the cover of this. And I don't mean to like be rude in any way, but I like Oh, I think of the most classic cover. Like I know what the cover of this looks like. And I look at this and I'm like, like did you, you find this in your eight-year-old about? grandma's house? like is this the one you were talking about because I like to just sent when Anna was doing the show notes mm-hmm. I like screenshot it and she was like ah is, did you read this one like is how did this get here and I'm like, I like feel like you picked this up at a thrift store it look it like is one of those like 100 so yeah. yeah okay a snowbound courtship by Holly Joe Monroe one night trapped in a hut will transform their lives forever headstrong and practical Josephine Perch lives a life devoid devoted to her family with her father's passing, it is her responsibility to secure a future for her sisters, even if that means marrying a man she does not love. But when a winter storm traps her with a spoiled heir, instead of the man she intended, her reputation, future, and heart are all at risk. Carefree and mischievous, Nicholas Fitzroy leads a life devoid of responsibility. Heir to a title, he spends his time socializing and avoiding marriage schemes. He has remained single by cultivating a dissolute reputation, but an accident but by accident, a storm and a beautiful childhood acquaintance threatened to bring him to the altar. Now, Josephine and Nicholas must face inclement weather, meddling sisters, gossip, and Christmas traditions, all while trying to understand their hearts. Can love speak from such a cold beginning? 
I've noticed in all of these books that um the boys are always whipped. The boys are whipped so they're quick. so whipped so fast. He's immediately like, oh, she's so pretty. Like I remember <laughs> his whole to- life he's been avoiding marriage, and he sees her and he's like, ah, actually, he's like, no, she's like Cole because because they're friends, they're childhood friends, so like she knows his first name. Which like you know in Victorian time periods, like you can't call someone by their no. Christian name. No. <laughs> and he's like, so he's immediately trying to be like Joe, and she's like Cole, and they're like. I mean, <clears throat> Mrs. Pierce. <laughs> By Count Fitzroy. By Count Fitzroy. For 20 years old. Actually, no, he's, she's 28, our age, which makes me feel so much like not aged by this. And she's 20 and he's 29. So like they're oh. only a year. And yeah. I'm like, this is basically it's me and Tanner. This is actually the story oh. of me and Tanner. Um, so Josephine, we did an episode like, a long time ago about remember the book where it's like how to the heiress's guide to like getting a husband or something like that oh yes it's all like steamy and she's like absolutely I have to survive in this world like very much like Amy from Little Women like yes how- so that's like how Josephine Pierce is and okay. I love her because she's super like controlling with her siblings and I'm like I can't relate can't relate to that at all <laughs> but she's definitely like the oldest bro- oldest friends and then also it's a mix of it's not Mansfield Park, uh, Sense and Sensibility. So like okay. their cousin inherits the house and is basically a big old tool. And the wife is kind of like super not great. And so the girls are basically like penniless in the house. So she like goes to this hut that's like shared between, it's on her neighbor's property, but like it's the old English time. So like whatever. Now this was like a cultural thing. People would build like little hobbit huts basically on their properties and they would even pay people to live in them because it was like get this kitschy oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) and they were like this is like cute so they would do like roman ones greek ones whatever so there's this random cute little homeless person but she had been stocking it with like firewood and all these other things okay and she's like basically she's had enough she has a basket full of stuff and she's like i'm gonna go tend to the poor because that's like her job because she owned you know she used to be the lady who ran the house for like basically down to navi okay Um, as she's as she's doing this she's like actually I'm gonna snag a man while this is happening so she has a scheme to get like yes guy who is like a very prim and proper man and she's like I know he will marry me if I get stuck in the snow she goes out in the middle of a storm to go tend to the poor a la little women but no 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 no. she actually doesn't even make it (laughs) because she runs into Nicholas and she's like And then they're like trying to like get through the snow, but they're she's like, I know a place. Oh, let's go. And they they specifically are like, we can't. Like she's like, I can't be found with you because I know you're like a rake, a rake, a rake. Oh, we love it. And then like his point of view, because it's dual point of view. He's like, I'm actually not a rake. I'm actually a super like genuinely good person. And I'm like, I believe you. You are. <laughs> Every reason you have, I believe you. Um. Anyways, so they sounds delicious get stuck there and immediately they get found like oh and this is one of those books in victorian time periods where they where they just like kiss they just kiss they like hold hands and stuff because they're like well we're already engaged our reputation's already ruined but they get found and he's immediately like we're actually betrothed and she's like shut up and he's like nope we're betrothed and she's like just getting more betrothed and so then they have to prove to their families that they did not just like slut it up in the in the house. oh my gosh that's amazing great you love a ruse christmas day wedding i think Oh, even better. And it has all the Victorian 
like Christmas traditions, like the kissing bow, like, you know, that he's trying to like build it and like put oh berries on. I love it. I love it. Okay. On to the last recommendation, which is my favorite. I ate this up. And that's Love Light Farms by BK Borison. Two best friends. What? You thanked me. You thanked me. I did. I was like, thank you for bringing this into my life. Two best friends fake date to reach their holiday happily ever after in this first romantic comedy in the Love Light series. A pasture of dead trees, a hostile takeover of the Santa barn by a family of raccoons, and shipments that have mysteriously gone missing. Love Light Farms is not the magical winter wonderland of Stella Bloom's dreams. In an effort to save the Christmas tree farm she loved since she was a kid, Stella enters a contest with Instagram famous influencer Evelyn St. James. With the added publicity and the $100,000 cash prize, Stella might just be able to save the farm from its financial woes. There's just one problem. To make the farm seem like a romantic destination for the holidays, she lied on her application and said she owns Love Light Farms with her boyfriend. Only there is no boyfriend. And her best friend, Luca Peters. He just stopped by for some hot chocolate and somehow got a farm and a serious girlfriend in the process. But fake dating his best friend might be the best Christmas present he's ever received. I haven't read it in a year. So like you have to like tell the whole thing because I was so good. Like from the beginning, obviously she's been in love with him for their whole nine years of being friends. But she, her mom died when she was really young and she's always been really scared of abandonment. So she's never taken it further and he's never taken it further. So she's like, we're just like friends, platonic best friends. He's my soulmate though, but just friends. And so she asked him to be her fake boyfriend. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you don't have any questions. And he's like, no. And she's like, but what happens at the end of this when we have to go back to being friends and everyone is like, what happened? And he's like, oh, we'll just continue. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. So she's like, okay. And like, as they progress and things like feelings start being more real, they both are like, is this weird? And they're like, no, it's, it's weird. That doesn't feel weird. Like there's no weird, like we can't, there's one, right. There's one thing that lasts like maybe a page, but they come together and he, you find out he has been so whipped for her since the very beginning. And I love this book so much because he's Italian and his mom's Italian and they cook the best Italian foods and it's delicious. And she finally goes to a Thanksgiving at his family's place. And it felt like reading about my own family. They were loud and obnoxious. In the yes. I recommended this last year and yes. I'm still like, I'm like, no, we have to talk about it because it's so good. Like this is yeah. a double, this is, we're doubling up. Double whammy. His mom keeps like sending them home with like food. <laughs> like that's my like her fridge is full of Tupperware from his mom. Yes. And it's so cute. And also everyone, it's one of those books where like, everyone's like, finally. Yeah. Freaking finally. Like, yes. Uh, there was like a town wide pool. Yes. Like they all gambled <laughs> about when they would finally get together. <laughs> and didn't he win it or he bet on it? He bet on them or something. It was Beckett, I think, who was in it. Oh, Beckett. This was so good. The next two books are super good too, but they are spicy AF. So like, just yeah, like- I didn't read the other two. And this book is like, mm, maybe three peppercorns. There's like two or three scenes that like <laughs> there's a scene on the counter where I was like, oh my gosh, I need to uh skip skip this. Yeah. But like, if that's your prerogative, go if for that's it. That's your but prerogative. There was only I would one- not recommend this to my 17 year old sister. This one I wouldn't recommend, but I would recommend it to Anna on Thanksgiving when I was like, you need to have a good time, and um, you're surrounded by a bunch of family. So like, do you want to feel joy? And she's like, yeah. And yeah. so this is the book I sent. It was great. I enjoyed it so much. The story, 10 out of 10. 
I have one last one, and this is for our Hanukkah representatives. Hey, see, I didn't leave you out in the cold. Get it? Because it's winter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is an audiobook, and I have a bunch of other audiobooks. Of the last one, I will not like read the thing. It's called A Highland Christmas. It's, um, it's like two hours long. Yeah, it's two hours long. It's a murder mystery. It's by like a 50 year old divorced man because all murder mysteries involved like lonely alone people mm-hmm. that like solve mysteries, but it's cozy and cute and adorable. And like, I think there's like a little cat involved. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Eight Winter Nights is not here for a long time, but it's here for a good time. Yeah. It's like very like wistful moment. That's so basically she's in love with her best friend's boyfriend because her best friend like took him basically like day one. She was like, by the way, even though you mutually like each other, I'm in it. But it's so Jewish. It's like so cute and Jewish. Have you uh, seen Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Uh, I know what it's about. I like haven't watched it through, but. So like my, this is like my, <laughs> you know, how you do your like, I'm Italian, you know, and that's like part of your personality. Yeah. Randomly, I'll be like, I'm from New York, which I was. I was born in New York. I was born, born in Long Island. <laughs> I was born in Long Island for all you, all you people there. But my dad is from New York and my mom's from Connecticut. So with New York, there are things that like from him growing up in New York that like have culturally mm-hmm. been passed down since he was a lot of friends with a lot of Jewish people. So like, for example, we have brisket, which is not like the Southern brisket. It's like the pot roast brisket, which is very Jewish. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's lots true. of like little Jewish things and like Jewish names and there's Jewish like cultures and traditions. And it's very highlighted in Marvelous Maisel because that's a lot of New York, like upper class New York. A lot of it is Jewish. My dad was Catholic actually. So that was different, but we love it. Um, Anyways, so long story short, this is a very Jewish book. Very, like, kitschy. Kitschy. See? I love it. We love it. How did I weasel this word in? I don't know. Um, But it's super cute. And the boy is absolutely an idiot. That's the only reason. That's my only thing is that he's like, I am a businessman. That's his, that's his name. Like, he's the Ken. Like, his job is businessman. (laughs) That's, like, his job. It's not deep. I just want you to know. And then the girl is like, hi, I wrote... I filled several books filled with my love and journal entries about how much I love you. And she uses her journal entries about how much she loved him to get the girl, his girlfriend back or her best friend. But her best friend is like AWOL. (laughs) It's very interesting. Anyways. And then finally he's like, wait a second. Do I like this girl? Because I actually don't have any. uh, And then I was like, yeah. But like if you're deep cleaning your house like I was, it's It's a good time. Yeah. And I appreciated the Hanukkah representation because yeah. I like I like Hanukkah. Yeah. I think Hanukkah's cool. I like I like potatoes. So I like potatoes. I like a lot of potatoes. So yeah, if you read these books, let us know. If you have more recommendations, let us specifically Celine, you know she's thorough for them. Let us know. Right into Thanks my for coming on this journey with us. <laughs> we so love fun. you. I love looking forward to this every year. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.